It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we've been doing for the last week, we've been uh, trying to find uh, the old saying uh, hindsight is 2020. And so if ever there were a year, we should get some uh, good hindsight. It should be in 2020. Uh, but really what we're looking for is some insight uh, that we can take with us into the new year. We've had uh, Doug Wilkes from the Deseret News join us, Lee Lonsberry. Uh, Mayor Mendenhall is uh, going to join us on Wednesday to share some of uh, her reflections of the year and projections into 2021. And we're very pleased to be joined uh, right now by our good friend and uh, someone who makes so many things happen uh, behind the scenes in our city and our state, uh, Scott Howell joining us on the line uh, to give some of his uh, hindsight and insight from 2020. Scott, uh, how are you doing? Oh, good, Boyd. Thank you very much for the invitation. I, uh, I I can't wait for 2020 to be done, but gosh, what a learning year. I, I just uh, I reflect back on everything that's happened in your article yesterday uh, about insights really was my uh, conviction and, and testimony of resilience and humility. It was a spectacular article, one that I think should be put in uh, all of our family home evenings and everything else, because it, it really uh, touched my heart about what we've learned from this pandemic. And I can remember years ago sitting in, uh, at the time he was Secretary of Health, uh, Mike Levitt's office. Uh, Mike and I had served together at the same time in the state legislature, with he being governor, of course. And he had invited me out, and uh, Charlie, his uh, right-hand person, we were just having this conversation. And Mike talked about this time when we'd have a pandemic. And, you know, I never, ever thought it would be reality. You know, we had the Ebola, we had the H1N1, and, yeah. but it never liked this. And I am grateful that we had people of Mike's uh, elk back there who helped us to be prepared as we can. But what a year. Oh, my goodness, boy. Yeah. What a year. So, much, so many different things going on. And, uh, and one of the things that I think you have helped us uh, keep in perspective in the midst of all of this uh, is that even with the pandemic, the economic uncertainty and uh, other challenges going on, uh, you kept bringing us back to, hey, we've, we've got some people who are dealing with addiction problems. We've got some homeless uh, people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, and that's still a problem. Uh, what did you learn through the course of this year as it relates to some of those really pressing issues that maybe didn't get as much coverage or attention as they would have in a normal year? Well, I think the first and most important lesson is that we still have a responsibility to serve our fellow men. Mm. That we <clears throat> must be responsible to help those who need a hand up. And I, I think with um, the challenges of COVID-19 hitting some of the, uh, well, I, I, it hit every single shelter we have, that we needed to put our 
efforts into helping uh, our, our fellow be human beings to understand that this is a very serious time. Uh, a pandemic is something that could cause death. And as much as we could, we needed to make sure that they had the proper medical attention, that they had the proper understanding. And, you know, one of the things that we couldn't let happen was for lawlessness to begin to take over our community or parts of our state that yeah. would have a reckless abandonment of what our very basic core principles are of helping. And so for, for me to be able to participate in that uh, uh, sector of our society really created some unique opportunities to better understand our fellow men and the circumstances that happened. Yeah. That's why I think when you talked about in your um, article about humility creates space for curiosity, creativity, cooperation, and I would add also for helping others uh, in time of need. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it wouldn't be yeah. a, uh, an official segment with you, Scott, if we didn't at least uh, mix in a little bit of politics here. <clears throat> uh, and this is this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you for some insight. So uh, you have out, had opportunities to to interact uh, with the president elect Joe Biden, uh, with the vice president elect Kamala Harris when she was uh, in town here for the debates in the fall, uh, and so now as they get ready to take office uh, coming up here in January, uh, what is the insight? If you were able to just give them one piece of insight uh, for the new administration coming out of the gate, uh, what would your insight be as a citizen, as a Democratic strategist, as a former Democratic senator in the state of Utah? What's your insight for the new administration? Well, I think number one and most important is to continue to listen. And it, whether you like it or not, there were 70 million people that voted uh, not for the Biden-Harris ticket. Right. And to be able to go down and dig deep and find out why we as a country can't come together. I still believe that the majority of our elected officials at the end of the day are centrist. Uh, and it's OK to be a little left and a little bit right. But when you extend past those boundaries of a little bit, you're not really fulfilling what I believe is the most important thing uh, of having progressive, good quality government. I also think for the West, it's a it's a benefit and actually a blessing to have someone from the West out there uh, in uh, the vice president-elect Kamala Harris to be able to talk about the issues of importance, uh, such as water, mm -hmm. such as immigration, such as the, the values that we have here in the state of Utah. And I think it's also important that um, the administration respect the thoughts of others. And uh, for me, I would like to see more uh, individuals appointed uh, in, in different positions uh, beyond, you know, the secretaries' uh, uh, offices right. and assistant secretaries and things like that, where we have a viewpoint of the West. And I think that's pretty important. The other thing is that I think President Biden needs to stay positive. Even in his darkest moments, he needs to realize that this could be one of the most challenging times in the history of our country to go forward and govern. We don't know the economic outcome of the pandemic. We don't know what, what's going to happen uh, in, in the future with medicine, with space exploration and those type of things. There are so many challenges right now that I just hope he'll continue to use his faith 
and, and listen carefully to those around him. And people like you, Boyd, uh, other Utahns, should be able to have a voice. Uh, and I love the direction of the Deseret News. You know, yesterday when I was reading that it's it's going to be a national paper and you're going to move forward and and have it like the L.A. Times and the New York Times. And that's one thing that I think we've been missing here in the West. But why not? The yeah. Desert News is a great, uh, great vehicle for expressing thoughts and different opinions, but coming together. So Wonderful. that's one of my uh, one of my most important things that I give to the Biden and, Boyd, I got to say, in your article yesterday, when you talked about the great coach uh, Wooden, it brought back so many, many memories of me when I had an opportunity to go to lunch with him uh. and just have a very personal conversation. And I'll tell you, my wife is your number one fan <laughs> because when she read the article, she said, hey, have you read this article this morning? Yeah, uh. it was like everything else. But well, you, thank you. you. <laughs> No, thank you, Scott, and uh, thanks to your good wife. And uh, tell her uh, we'll, we'll keep it coming. So we'll okay. we'll do our best. But happy New Year to you! Great, grateful for your perspective always, and grateful for your efforts in our community to make it just a little bit better. Scott Howell, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd, and happy New Year to everyone. And let's make it a safe New Year. Please wear a mask. All Take right. care, Boyd. All right, Scott Howell, join us. We'll take a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we'll dig a little deeper into our 2020 hindsight and insight for 2021. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.